welcome back. As you may have noticed, there has been a slight change. I've changed the name from Just Movies to Queen of the Movies Podcast. And there will probably be some other minor changes along the way. Alright, now let's get into what this episode is about. One of my favorite movies, My Cousin Vinny. Now, just a disclosure, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, so... You might want to stop while you're ahead if you haven't seen it. But if not, keep on listening. So, just to uh, sum up what my cousin Vinny is about, it's about two New York college students that just got into UCLA on a road trip. And they are mistakenly um, accused of killing a convenience store clerk. And they think that they're getting arrested for stealing a can of beans. Now, mind you, this takes place in rural Alabama. Uh, My Cousin Vinny came out in 1992, and the director is Jonathan Lynn, which, fun fact, has a law degree from Cambridge, which I guess explains why attorneys have applause this movie for its accurate depiction of criminal procedures and trial strategies. Also another fun fact, Marissa Tomei who plays Mona won a Oscar Best Actress in a Supporting Role. So, And she did amazing in it so it's well deserved. Um, like I said, this is one of my favorite movies. Top 10 for sure. Um, so I would probably give this like a nine and a half uh, standouts were Joe Pesky, Joe Pesky and Marissa Tomei for sure. Um, as you know, everybody knows Joe Pesky is an amazing actor. Marissa Tomei, amazing actress. And I'm pretty sure this was like her first role. And for her first role, she did amazing. And she plays the girlfriend of Joe Pesky's character, Vinny, right, and Vinny is the cousin to Ralph Macchio's character named Bill, so it's Bill and Stan that are the ones that's in trouble here, and so, yeah, Bill calls his mom, who calls Vinny, to come help, what they don't know is that he don't have any trial experience at all and it took him like five times to pass the bar at least he passed though right at least he passed can't take that away from him um (laughs) my favorite part in that movie was definitely the court scene when Vinny has Mona take the stand she was mad at him you have to watch the movie to know um so she he he had he forced her to take the stand and basically she was his expert witness when it comes to cars when it comes to cars she knows what she's talking about and that is definitely my favorite scene how she breaks down everything and discredits the FBI uh, expert witness that the prosecution had and it just proves how you know even back then women can do exactly what men can do there is no separate there is no you can't do it because you're a woman she knew more about cars than that man did and he's an expert from the FBI 
so that that was something you know how they in that scene really pretty much it was throughout the movie the female empowerment how strong she is because honestly he never would have won that case without her now did he do some good things of course yeah, like he um discredited two witnesses that the prosecution had and they were strong witnesses because in the movie they didn't have the gun they didn't have the weapon they didn't have anything the only thing they had was eyewitnesses and he discredited them pretty easily well it wasn't too easy he had to think about it and stuff but yeah Mona uh, she helped him out a lot and he definitely would not have won that case without her because she was the key to winning that case and getting them off yes they did get off because he was able to get the police to find the actual people that did it um yeah that movie is like I said is one of my favorites but it wasn't I haven't seen it until I never saw it excuse me until last year it was always on my list of movies to see and uh, I just never got around to it because with two kids and stuff it's just a lot and that's a movie I knew I wanted to sit down and actually pay attention to so yeah um, if you haven't seen it you should definitely check it out um, a lot of the um, parts in that movie mostly with Marissa Tomei uh, Ralph Macchio he did a good job as well if you don't know who Ralph Macchio is he is the original Karate Kid Daniel San and um, yeah he was he was the cousin of any that needed to get off also which I thought is funny is the fact that Vinny just lied throughout the movie to this judge about his credentials he said that he represented the first um, <laughs> person that they thought was the son of Sam and got him off and then they found the real one and then he said his name was some something uh, uh, a famous lawyer back in New York and said that he legally changed his name judge found out that that lawyer was dead and Mona let him know she was like mm -hmm. did you actually read the actual article because he saw the name in the article and he was like no like well if you would have read it you would have known that he was dead so he didn't tell the judge that he is a dead man judge finds it out he was like uh you said you was this person this man is dead and so of course Vinny lies again no I didn't say this I said that so the judge was like mm, okay <laughs> and you don't find out until the end but um, he was like I looked you up and you have a very good record it's an honor to have you in my courtroom just need to learn how to dress or whatever he said and so Vinny was real confused like what I just made that up come to find out of course his girlfriend Mona is the one that made sure that when the judge 
looked up that name, something would come up to make it seem like he is his great lawyer. Like I said, couldn't have done none of this without Mona. None of it. None of it. Girl power. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> the part in the movie where he's it's his like his first day in court because he had never been in court before ever and <laughs> he's wearing a leather jacket and all of this and Judge Chamberlain is like what do you have on it's like my clothes you can't wear that he has on a tie but he has on a leather jacket he's like the judge is like you need to wear some clothes like actual clothes that's appropriate for this courtroom he's like uh okay next day oh mind you this same day he is held in contempt of court because he would not answer the judge's question because the first day in court is not the trial it's a preliminary hearing where the um defendants either plead guilty or not guilty and Vinny is refusing to answer because he's like they didn't confess they thought they were getting pulled over because they stole a can of tuna and the judge is like so what you're saying is you want to skip this go to trial and then I have and then I have it thrown out and Vinny's like yeah <laughs> that's not how that works and the judge was like uh the next words out your mouth better be guilty or not guilty well that was not the next words out his mouth he just said I guess I understand and just said well I guess you don't you held it except the court so he had to spend a night in jail he did that many times in the movie actually and one of the times either one or two of the times was on purpose so he could get some sleep <laughs> um but yeah the next time he's in court um he still does not come dressed appropriately and the judge is like oh didn't we just talked about this and Vinny is like you were serious about that of course he was serious what are you talking about can't be dressing like you in a motorcycle game what's he talking about Vinny come on now contempt of court again child they something I found interesting I don't know if this is true or anything but they went to like a local diner and she was talking about I bet they have terrible Chinese food and I was like that's funny but they went to a local diner and breakfast was $1.99 can we talk about the $1.99 can I get breakfast for $1.99 that would be amazing but anyway they had never heard of grits mind you they found out about grits and how you make it which is actually how Vinny discredits one of the witnesses by using what he learned about how to make grits just so you know like I said watch the movie it's amazing um yeah I feel like that movie does a really good job with being as authentic as possible, but also, you know, 
uh, turning it and flipping it to still be entertaining. Like there's some things that is done that would, it's not a lot, but it's like small little things that you definitely could not do or say. Like the way Vinny went to get clearance to practice law in Alabama, I, I'm pretty sure it was correct. Because you have, when you have, I know, like, it can be weird in certain states. Like, if you take the bar, uh, depending on where you are, you can uh, either just have it in that one state or it could be multiple states, but it's something you have to look up. Um, so, you know, I, I thought that was nice, and I guess it, the reason is, like I said earlier, the director, Jonathan Lynn, has a law degree, so he pretty much knows how certain things work and what doesn't work, but he also had to make the movie entertaining, so it probably, there were certain things that probably weren't that accurate, and if it were to happen, you would definitely be reprimanded and probably be uh, in danger of losing your license and being disbarred, that's the term, there we go, uh-uh, um, <laughs> like I've seen some um, things on YouTube where a actual lawyer watches um, my cousin Vinny and they you know pretty much say like I said earlier you know applaud it for being a, that accurate you know not a lot of uh, movies or court dramas are as accurate because uh, they, they just loosely base it. They have to make it entertaining or ain't nobody going to watch it. So they make certain things that would never happen in court happen. Um, but even like legal strategy or uh, trial strategy, as you want to call it, was uh, quite accurate. And I, I do applaud um, Jonathan Lynn for that because I think it's important to, even though you want it to be entertaining, at least let it be accurate. So I'm glad that it was able to do that because just seeing certain like movies and TV shows where they have these like dramas, like for example CSI, it's just uh, Miami, CSI Miami, it's just so ridiculous, like so, so many made up things, you know, and a lot of people I'm definitely one of them. My husband is one of them. Criticize movies for it being so over the top. And it would never happen in real life. So my cousin Vinny definitely is one of those that is accurate. And I was happy to know that when I was doing, like looking it up and um, watching a commentary to it. Uh, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, different commentaries, people commentating, uh, like lawyers or anything like that. So, and you know, I, I think the expert witness that that was quite accurate too. With um, you know, uh, expert witness doesn't have to be like a licensed person. It just has to be 
Well, it depends on what they're being an expert witness on. Let me clarify. Can't just bring in some random person that doesn't have a psych degree talking about something I know about psychiatry. That's crazy. But, uh, like, something like being a mechanic, that's something that you don't really need a degree for. You don't need a... Uh, expert and I did hand quotes there even though you can't see them where like in the movie the prosecutor has an FBI expert witness that that uh, knows about cars it doesn't have to be that like it can be someone that's just in the field that has seen these things that know what they're talking about and they have proof that they are an expert which they go over in the movie they um they were like how can she be an expert witness has she uh worked on cars well you are allowed to you know confirm it by asking questions what do you do how do you know this and the prosecutor had asked Mona a question um you know trying to gather whether she actually is an expert witness or not you know he was trying to dim her shine and make it seem like she don't know what she's talking about and Mona was like uh stop wait a minute I know what I'm talking about don't be trying to play me I know more than you and he tried to ask her this big old question I ain't understand it because I don't know nothing about cars okay and she was like that's not even a question like and he was like ha gotcha and she was like no you didn't come on now like you can't ask that because da 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 and da 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 I don't know what she was talking about it was something about a car and then he just was like uh he was looking so dumb it was very satisfying very satisfying very satisfying <laughs> um yeah so oh and there was a point in time in the movie where um bill the um vinnie's cousin that he's representing his friend stan had fired vinnie and this was because it's, it's understandable um surprised he was like i fire you because you will have no experience but he fired vinnie bill didn't but stan fired vinnie because he did not question a single witness in the preliminary hearing. Didn't cross-examine anybody. Nothing. Didn't say a word. So Stan fired him and got a public defender. And once the public defender goes up, huh, my goodness. I will say they definitely made it seem like public defenders suck. Not all public defenders uh, are like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if most of them were. Because that public defender, as soon as he got up, he was stuttering. He couldn't get a question out. And the times that he did could get a question out, all he did, the questions that he asked were in favor of the prosecutor. So he was not helping them. He was making their situation worse. And I'm like, see, Stan, that's what you get. So, yeah, he fired him and rehired Vinny, even though the public defender stayed there the entire time. 
I'm not really sure why. I guess he just wanted to be a spectator even though he was like on the same table of the defendants and the and Vinny, their attorney. So I don't really know what that was about. But uh yeah. They was like Stan was like, Oh no. Can you take me back as a as a client, please? Vinny was like, mm, okay. And uh I liked how they showed like you got these New Yorkers when they come into town of this rural city or town of Alabama and how they stick out like a sore thumb. They do not fit in at all. The people of this town were just like, uh, they clearly are from here because that town looked like everybody know everybody. That's how big it looked. And so I thought like bringing the, the city life in the in the country like small town versus big city I had like that as well and I thought that um, even with just when uh, when Bill and Stan had got arrested I thought it was an interesting take on how some police could work and I'm not sure how, you know, a, in real life, a small town would handle that situation if um, they would just assume everybody know what they're talking about. And something else, I wonder if they read them their rights because they didn't show it in the movie. And I, I, I don't, I, I can't remember if they talked about it, uh, even though I, I just watched it, but it's okay. Uh feel like they didn't show up on screen if they did read them their rights because I'd have been like did they read you your rights and if they said no I'd have been like bet this case getting thrown out now case would have been thrown out you would have went home so I went, well but then there would have been no movie <laughs> so <laughs> I'm already solving the case but um yeah I wonder if that like I'm sure that has happened and I'm sure that does happen where somebody thinks that they're getting arrested for this and the cop does not explain why they're being arrested, what they're being arrested for or stopped for. And there's just this miscommunication and, you know, you are mistakenly uh, confessing to something that did not do and you thought that they were talking about something else just like them they thought they was getting arrested for stealing a can of tuna they were like dang people this small town of Alabama they don't be playing about theft I wonder if they would call that like grand larceny I don't know <laughs> criminal history but I ain't do nothing about no law um yeah so I wonder what would happen though like in real life in that situation because technically one let's get this straight that lineup would have not been acceptable because you are supposed to have people that look similar to the defendants and that lineup looked awful and if you have two suspects you do not put the two suspects in the same lineup 
and I know that has happened in real life. People, the cops be uh, throwing in people that don't look similar, don't be the same height or build, just so they can pin who they want to pin. And I know in a small town like that, it probably would be, well, we just want to put the, a person away. It doesn't matter if it's actually them. We're just convinced that it is them. You know, and I, I know that happens in real life, whether it's a small town or not. Sometimes when people just have this one uh, set mind and they're like, I know who it was, there's no um, change in their mind, which is sad. And I feel like... You know, we just need a little bit more training, okay? But, yeah, I, that's definitely what happened in this movie. And I think even back then it shed light on what the what some police do. Uh, it's, kind of, it's sad. It's sad. But, uh, yeah, like I said, that lineup was trash. It would not have flawed in the real life because... One, the lawyer should have been there for the lineup. I don't, I don't know, actually, if they see the lineup. But I'm pretty sure they, they either see the lineup or they see who is in the lineup. And I feel like with both of them being in the same lineup. Well, no, both of them could be in the same lineup. I take that back. I'm sorry. That's not correct. But they had, like, a six foot three fat man in there. And these kids were, like... With a beard. A beard. He looked like the big show. It was ridiculous. And these two kids are tan. Because they're supposed to be like Italian New Yorkers. Right? So they're mad tan. They have dark, like black hair. And they're probably like 5'8, five, 5'9. You know, in that area, they ain't six foot. They not fat. They not 55. And it was like, in a lineup, you're supposed to have people that look similar. That have similar hair, similar build. Because if you just have them sticking out like a sore thumb, of course I'm going to pick them. You want that person to pick the two that you arrested simple but uh yeah I if I was them I would not have been like yeah I'm sorry I just I would have asked the officer I'd be like whoa can you tell me what I'm being arrested for please they say yeah for murder whoa who murdered who got murdered I want my lawyer what is going on I stole a can of tuna by accident. You stole a can of tuna? Yes. I had put it in my pocket because my hands were full and I forgot it was in my pocket when I paid for everything and then we left. Well, I, and then they gonna say, oh, eyewitness. You see no eyewitness. Ain't no eyewitness see me. Ain't no eyewitness see me. Stop it. But I digress. Um, yeah, like I said, the performances in this film were so good. Uh, favorite was Marissa Tomei, hands down. She 
was amazing. And let me just say, her clothes in that movie, amazing. She looked so good. But, and it's just like, you see her, and then when you hear her talk about cars, it's just like, whoa, what a shift. But it just proves women can do both. Okay? Women can do both. But, um, yes. Thank you for tuning in. As I said, please go watch My Cousin Vinny if you have not seen it. It's so good. Like I said, one of my favorite movies, top 10. Top 10. Alright, again, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Ronika Jade, and this is Queen of the Movies Podcast.